Lisa, what are you rebelling against? What, what are you, you rebelling got? against? Welcome to the Star Wars Rebels Without a Cause podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Hallman. Representing EU purists everywhere is Nick Jew. Hello, fellow Rebel sympathizers. And representing the everyman, the masses, and Star Wars ignorant people everywhere, Dwight Snyder. hi All right, today we're going to be talking about uh, the Star Wars... A New Dawn novel, as well as the uh, uh, the the shorts um, that we watched uh, leading up to the the show. Uh, so uh, first, first, uh, so, so actually, Dwight, you didn't read the novel, so what did you think of it? The cover looks really cool. You like the cover? All yes. right, all right, cool. So, uh, so Nick, Nick, you re- you did read the novel. I did read the novel, although. Because I had the EPUB, I didn't actually get to see the cover for more than about five <laughs> seconds, which was kind of important because I forgot that one of the two main characters that was actually a Twi'lek. Yes, yes. Uh, Hera, of course, is a Twi'lek. So uh, for those who have not read this, uh, first of all, do. It's very good. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the start of the new continuity, start of the new canon. What do you think of that, Dwight? What do you think of them... Uh, Completely getting rid of the expanded universe and, and creating a new canon. Considering I never read anything doing with the expanded universe, I've, I've heard you guys talk about it, and I think it sounds cool, but, you know, it'd be hard to incorporate all that time in, you know, the span between two movies. You know, you can't just, you know, just take a book <laughs> and make it a movie and then expect all these other books to be made into movies as well. Okay, okay. I have no idea what you just said, Dwight, but that's okay. Because um, <laughs> I asked you that question because I knew you weren't going to have a good answer to it. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's uh, John, ja- John Jackson Miller who wrote uh, Kenobi and... Uh, what else did he write? Oh, uh, the... Uh, Oh, he wrote Lost Tribe of the Sith from the Fate of the Je- based on the uh, the Lost Tribe of the Sith from the Fate of the Jedi series, which uh, is everybody's favorite series. Um, no, uh, yeah. Oh, what you're reading the about the author Dwight? What what, what did he write? Um, Knight Errant, and he also wrote some for Conan, Iron Man. Indiana Jones, Mass Effect, The Simpsons, and Star Trek. Those are all comics, right? And he wrote the uh, yeah. Old Republic comic, too, right? Yeah, well, 15 Star Wars graphic novels. 15 Star Wars graphic I think that was Knights of the Old Republic, and he may have written Knight Errant graphic, uh, graphic novel, too. But, uh, yeah. He, and I believe that the, the author also says he has way too many comic books. Yes. Um <laughs> Uh, which I actually I read. Also, he wrote he wrote Kenobi, which, which is a lot like Kendall. Which uh, Kenobi is really good. Everybody should read it. It's about uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, but this book that we're talking about, uh, it's uh, so Kanan, who is uh, Kanan something or other, who it was a Kanan Jedi. Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. He survived uh, Order sixty six, uh, and. Um, and he's hiding, and he's an alcoholic, and he's working, running explosives from a planet to a moon. Um, so, so uh, first, so villain, who's probably my favorite character in the book. What did you think of Count Vidian? 
Count Vidian was pretty interesting. He was very, I don't know, he's just very different from, I think, what we've seen from our Star Wars uh, villains in the past. Mm-hmm. He's only slightly crazy. Yeah. I like the fact that he can only re- actually remember what's happened in the last day. Yeah, although, although then he does remember. Well, he Kanan, can store things in the room. Even though he actively deleted the memory of seeing Kanan, he, he still remembers, he recognizes Kanan when he sees him. And I, th- I think the line was, he always remembers a fool. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that was, but yeah, so he, he was a really interesting character. He's a, so he's a cyborg um, who is a, an efficiency expert. Uh, basically, he had a, a, an illness that caused him to have to replace a bunch of his body parts. And, and, uh, and he's just, to me, he, he just represents, he's what the Empire is all about. Like he's, yeah, it's, it's efficiency, but it's also like, no value for human life. He does the old, oh, you're going to give me a tour of the facility? Oh, I don't like it. I'm going to push you into a vat of acid or whatever. Right. He's efficient up until the point where he just doesn't like you, and then you're suddenly not efficient anymore. Right. Also, um, something to note, and I didn't realize this, uh, a lot of the characters, it talks about them being basilisks. Do you know what a basilisk is? It's the same thing as Dak from the diner, isn't it? It's the Dexter forearms. Jester. De- yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, de- yeah. Not, Wrong thing. not, not, um, not Luke's Gunner in right. Battle of Hoth. Picture that in Dexter Jester. That would the, be kind of the, awesome. The Snowspeeder. I'd like to see um, that. But because it bothered me, like I was, I was reading it. I was like, they have four arms. What? What alien race has four arms? So I had to look it up. Um, then, so yeah, so we got Count Vidian. We got. Kanan, who's going to be the main character of the upcoming series. Uh, Hera, who's a Twi'lek female, awesome pilot. What do you think of Hera on the cover? Well, she was in the shorts, so I got... Well, no, 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 we're not talking about the shorts shorts yet, just based on the cover. She's hot. (laughs) Thanks, Dwight. Twi'lek females are hot. Yes. That is... That is the... One of the first things you need to know about the Star Wars She looks like an incredible badass that could, you know, like a female version of Han Solo. Yeah, it is actually an apt description. I think all of these characters, I think, and, and so she's a female version of Han Solo, and Kanan is a Jedi version of Han Solo. There you go. And uh, Vidian is an evil version of Han Solo, and uh, no. And Skelly is the crazy version Skelly, of Han Skelly's Solo, who likes explosives yeah, Skelly, a lot. Yeah, yeah so Skelly is, uh, Skelly is great, uh, first of all, because it sounds like Scully, and he sounds like a character from the X-Files. Because he's like obsessed with all these like conspiracy theories and, and things. He's a Clone Wars veteran who has a messed up hand. Like his his hand got chopped off, but then they had like the they only had like the wrong prosthetic to replace it. Um, and yeah, he's crazy and he like and he's really good at blowing things up. And he's he's obsessed with uh, with the fact that they're mining uh, this uh, what is it Thai something or other. I don't remember what the name of the mineral is, but it doesn't matter. I'm drawing Some made-up Star Wars mineral. I'm sure we can insert this later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, uh, so it, it, but, he's, uh, but he's obsessed with the fact that they're doing it on the moon, on this moon, and, uh, and they're doing it with exploding things, and he's afraid they're going to explode the moon. Um, and, of course, uh, that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Basically, he's worried that they're going to do it accidentally, and so he does all the math to prove to Vidian that uh, this could actually happen. 
but basically what it comes down to is now Vidian has the plan to do it. Yeah. And every time we hear about one of Skelly's conspiracies, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, 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 there, for the a huge chunk of the beginning of the book, I love like the because there's also this like naivete in Skelly because he's because he he's like I just need to talk to Vidian. If I talk to Vidian, then uh, you know, then uh, then then I, we can just totally work this out. Everything will be fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and then and then we have. The uh, so Sloane, who's the um, who's the female uh, imperial captain, uh, she's. I thought she was kind of an interesting character because it's like she's sort of written as a protagonist, but she's still kind of she's still an imperial. She knows what's you know she knows all the terrible things that Vidian's doing, and she's like, oh, I'm just gonna I, you know, the worst thing she thinks is well, if he does this, then people are gonna get mad. <laughs> right. She seems fairly honorable for an imperial. But she's still an imperial and totally willing to work the system. Yeah, yeah, which, which is interesting. Also, imperial she. What do you think of female imperials? There's also a female uh, stormtrooper in the book. Do you have any opinions of female imperials, Nick? Well, it's nice to see them early this on. They seem to disappear later. Yeah. Well, well, that stuff never happened. Uh, that's um, true. Here's here's my thoughts on it because uh, this was actually an issue. I, I was reading a lot of. And the vast, vast majority of reviews of this book are positive, but I was, uh, you know, trying to see the other side of it. Um, and, and some people were really upset with female Imperials. Uh, but here's my take on it. So Admiral Dalla is w- in, in later on, and I haven't actually read those books, but I know that she, she, you know, worked her way up one way or the other. She's a female that's super crazy high rank. Uh, and then uh, Isani Asard. Also, female Imperial, very high rank. So even though there's only a couple of Imperials that are like super high rank like that, I think it makes sense that if you've got a couple of women that are working to the top, that you would also have some in middle management, you know, like a greater number in middle management, even if it's only, even if it's only 5% of all officers. We've, you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Although I think it's worth pointing out that if I remember correctly, uh, Isard, or however you said it, Isard. Never really quite sure how to pronounce her name since I've only read it before. I thought it was Isard because she sounded because it sounds like Iceheart. Okay, sure, why not? But basically, she is rumored that she was sleeping with the emperor, mm-hmm. and that was her whole thing, and that plagued her through her entire career. And she mostly murdered the people that that said that about her when it wasn't mm-hmm. to her uh, benefit. Dalla, if I remember correctly was sleeping with Tarkin. So I think this is the first female captain or admiral that has not gotten where she is by sleeping with mm. a superior officer. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess, I, I mean, yeah, as, as far as that's concerned. I also, I mean, I, I think, and, and there, was, there was one in uh, uh, Brian Wood's comic as well. There was a, uh, a, a fairly high-ranking, uh, or well, like middle again, like middle-ranking. I see a, I see a captain of a star destroyer, and she, and this is this character Sloane was just barely the captain of a star destroyer. Um, I see her as as kind of, a, um, as a that I see that as like a middle management type position. Like eventually you're gonna have some, and and the female stormtrooper. I mean, they're not gonna like flat out not let women be stormtroopers. Like just because there weren't any, there weren't 
any in the in the movies, but that's because the movie was made in 1977. And uh, right, you get your expendable cannon fodder wherever you can find. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I think, and I think too. Uh, like the other side of it is this idea that the empire is the Nazis, so they're, um, you know, they only like white males and stuff. But if you look at the rebellion <laughs> in the in the original trilogy, they're not exactly the most until uh, I mean maybe uh, um, Return of the Jedi. There's a decent number of aliens on the rebellion, but yeah, not a lot. Um, so speaking of aliens, we have a Sullustin named uh starts with a v i can't remember zaluna zaluna yeah. starts with a z um who's like an old lady nsa spy tap wire right person. she's been working for i think it's 30 years in basically a room that had in that big room that you always see in the movie with all the screens in it right right and they're basically just watching every move that everybody makes and she ends up uh, through through no fault of her own, working with the rebels uh, that uh, that is Kane and Hera and and Skelly, and it's really interesting because at one point they they say you know because you've got so you've got Hera who's like the established we don't really know much about her backstory except for that she's somehow trying to undermine the empire uh, sort of collecting information for the empire. Then you've got the reluctant hero in Kanan. Then you've got the the sort of crazy guy in Skelly. And then you've got the person who's kind of out of her depth in Zaluna. Right. Zaluna doesn't really want to be there. She, her friend gets arrested for doing, for basically calling Hera and mm. wanting to talk to her. And she wants to do good by her friend and then go back to what she was doing. She doesn't yeah. want any part in this. All right. Yeah. So, so I don't want to like spend too much time. I, we've spent a lot of time, like just sort of establishing the characters and given a brief plot summary kind of thing, probably more than we should have. But, uh, so, uh, so, but I, I really, one of the things I really liked about this book, and this is, this is, uh, John Jackson Miller's writing chapters are short and a lot happens in every single chapter. Like I just, I was reading it and, and I was just like really, really moving through it and just really feeling like, like a lot was happening and it's this corner, this backwater planet that nobody's ever heard of. And, and it's just, I don't know. It's just really cool. Do you agree with that Dwight? I'm looking forward to reading it. You should be reading it right now. The book's right there. You can, you can just pick I it know. up. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of the very beginning, I really liked the prologue. Um, so it's a scene where uh, where Caleb, whatever his name is, uh, Kanan's uh, former identity, um, is is a is a youngling, and Obi Wan is showing them the the beacon that can. Some that they can use to summon all the Jedi back to Coruscant. He's like, well, could we also use that to summon them away? And everybody's like, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? Right. I love how everyone laughs. Yeah. When they're like, oh, the Jedi could never fall. There'd never be any reason to abandon Coruscant. Right, that's right. completely outrageous. Yeah, and because of unexpected reasons. It was. It was just a really cool. It was just a really cool scene with a sort of undertone of, of. Uh, Kind of, kind of scariness, and also, um, and this, I'm, I'm wondering how important this is going to matter. How, if this is going to matter at all, ever. But uh, Kanan's master was, Bal- was master- was Deepa Balaba, who, ugh, who? Do you know what? 
Do you know what form of lightsaber combat she used, Nick? Uh, you told me, I think it was just a couple days ago. I believe it was form seven, form you said? Form seven, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that was, I told you that that's the form that Mace used, but I thought maybe you would, yeah, because Mace created Vapod, uh, form seven of lightsaber combat. Right, and, and as I recall, they were the only two who ever mastered yes. form seven. Yeah, although no. somebody said that it was three somewhere. Maybe, maybe there were, maybe a third person did eventually. Maybe we'll see some of four and seven out of out yeah. of Canaan. It's it's yeah, possible, I, I suppose. I doubt. I doubt it. It's incredibly <laughs> unlikely since he was not even a he was barely a Padawan, probably only because it was in the middle of the Clone Wars. Yeah, well, he was still a youngling for the most part. Well, he's he's twenty. What did it say? He was twenty four or twenty two or something like that. He's in his in his early twenties um, in this book. Um, I mean, I, he probably was a Padawan for a couple years, depending on. I guess it depends on. Well, he was fourteen when he got picked up as a Padawan, I think, because it was fourteen when uh, when we saw that early scene, I think. Um, and this is. I got the sense that this was like five years later. So he probably was, I mean, and also you probably don't spend that much time as a Padawan necessarily, depending on, you know, depending on the person, because, I mean, yeah, Obi-Wan spent, or or Anakin was a a Padawan for 10 years or 11 years or whatever, but that was more, that that was probably more because he was... That like he went straight from nothing to Padawan. Right. He 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 spent the entire youngling step as a Padawan. Yeah. So, I I would I I would wonder. And I mean, you know, Luke got trained as a Jedi in a couple weeks. So, you know, you probably you, I I'm I'm wondering if if it's just one of those things where it's just those, those last you know those last couple years. And then also you're there's sort of a, a gray area. And I think that's sort of the sense that I got out of, out of Kanan is that he was in that sort of gray area of like sort of where we see, where we see Obi-Wan in episode one or uh, Anakin in episode two. Right. He's mostly technically trained, but he may not have the sort of understanding of the force that mm. we see out of the Jedi masters. All right. Well, although he spends the entire book not using the force, so we don't exactly get a good insight. Which is into that. so cool. It's like he's like a samurai that will not use his, his vowed never to use it his was sword. Pretty cool, kind of and it was pretty awesome when he finally pulled it out at the very end of the book. But he doesn't use it though. He does use it. He the, uses it to basically stop a gantry from falling on Hera. Oh yeah, he uses the force, but he right. doesn't use his lightsaber. No, he does not use the lightsaber. Never use, uh, spoilers. There are other things other than lightsabers in the Star Wars universe. So, so this is this is the other thing. Speaking of other things other than lightsabers in the Star Wars universe, this is the other thing that some of the the people on Amazon didn't like. They didn't like that there was no yeah that there wasn't the Force that the Force wasn't like a character in the book wasn't like used a lot throughout. And I was like, there's plenty of Star Wars that doesn't. If you want to read a Star Wars book that has to do with the Force, there are plenty of those. Yeah. It is much harder to find a good Star Wars book where the main character is not a Jedi or something along those lines. But the main or, character is even a Jedi. And now he is a Jedi, <laughs> but he's not using it for a very good reason. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just, I think we, we, we agree that it was a good, solid book. Um, uh, let me think if there's anything else I wanted to... Mm, no, I think, we, I think that's enough on that. 
Uh, Dwight, you can join the conversation again now. Welcome back, Dwight. I'm back. <laughs> Did you miss me? So, Very much uh, so. So what do you think of the book so far? The first paragraph is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, speaking of which, did you read the forwards, the the Filoni's forward and John Jackson Miller's forward? Yeah, about the guy who's the executive producer for Star Wars. Right, right that's that's Filoni. Um, I thought it, the way they they wrote it, it was like, it was like these uh, the forwards. They were both sort of like, we love Star Wars, you know, respect, blah blah blah, and then, haha, it doesn't. Not one timeline. Like they ex- acknowledge, like this is this is a new thing, you know. They very easy because they very easily could, like, have made that announcement and then just and then followed it and then just never said anything about it again. Right. It's kind of nice to see, sort of, from the writer's point of view, and yeah. know that they're fans too, and they're just not doing this as a job because someone told them to write a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just noticed that the effects are on our voice. I really hope we're not getting the voice of God treatment for this whole first half. The effects were turned down, and in the and in the sound check, uh, we didn't have it. But it doesn't mean anything. We may have been voice of God this whole time. Kendall's paranoid. Um, yeah, cool. Because every podcast I've ever done has had a voice of God episode. Do you know what I mean when I'm saying I, voice of God? I assume it's just super resonating. I'm not entirely sure. This is what I mean when I say voice of God. I mean, you say that, but I still can't hear it through the effects because we don't have headphones. Yeah, I, my headphones aren't doing anything either. I'm not, I don't have a monitor. Okay. Why are you wearing them then? Because uh, now I'm not. Cool. Okay. Because I am used to it when I'm podcasting. Okay, so, uh, and the listeners can't see it anyway. So the shorts, we wanted to talk a little bit about the shorts. Okay, so let's see if I can remember all of them off the top of my head. So first of all, um, ghost in the machine or machine in the ghost. That's the joke. Cause it's backwards. The machine in the ghost. Cause the ghost is the name of the ship. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. Right. This is the one with the, uh, the droid basically with the, with the droid walking back and forth between Hera and Kanan and the droid getting frustrated. Being the middleman. They're yeah. like, they won't, don't want to talk to each other. They're just sending the droid back and forth. So what'd you, what'd you guys think of this? First off, whoever needs comms when your shields are down. One of these things will keep you from dying, and one of them will not. <laughs> Whoever wants comms back? Well, they're trying to like uh, communicate. I, they want yeah, to. Yeah, they They want to kill guess, the fighters. Because she wants to tell him where she's gonna go, so that because she's a crazy pilot, I guess she figures she's not. They're not gonna get hit. Oh, of course she's not. an awesome pilot, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really, I really, that um, I mean, I was sold on it from the beginning. Don't get me wrong, but I had some some kind of reluctance when when it was announced and we saw some of the early stuff, uh, so like previews and stuff. I was kind of afraid that it was going to be a little bit, a little bit too kid friendly, and and not like kid friendly, like not constant violence, but just like sort of the tone I was afraid was going to be a little bit too light when it's a really dark era that we're discussing. Um, but I think that, but I think that, I mean, and it was even like, it was like shot, shot for shot, like some stuff from Millennium Falcon. Like it's, uh, un- un- I mean, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's, a, it's an early short. It's not going to be 
Um, but but I really thought that this was this was cool, and I like I like the droid character. I think they did they did a good job of making him a character droid with an attitude. I'm, I'm just hoping they don't shove it down our throats. Right. It it'd be pretty easy for them to just make him another R2, but we don't really want another R2 because we already have an R2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, well, and it's just like I mean, like uh, it could be the like I'm just hoping there's not scenes like the, the there's not episodes that are entire base entirely like that scene in uh episode two where the droids are like in the i guess anakin and padme are there too i don't know there's some stuff in the prequels with the droids that i just really don't like where they're just maintenance bots no no no, no, no the uh r2 and 3po comic relief stuff there's some stuff in the prequels that that i just really don't like i i like you know, and I, but I do like his his character, and he's got the little arms. Right, those arms are very expressive, by the way. Yeah, 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 which is good because and and I'd I mean they make more sense. It makes sense for it. It it always I always wondered why like R two D two has is like so limited in his mobility, and yet he can do so much. Well, he's so old. He's been yeah. around for a yeah. long yeah, time. I guess so. Yeah. That's my that's that's my working theory as to why he never uses the uh, the rockets in uh, original trilogy because they were broken. Yeah, those probably didn't work anymore. Um, okay, so okay, so that one was that. Okay, then we've got property of Ezra Br- Ezra Brooks. Ezra, whatever his name Brooks, is, this is Bridges. I think Bridges, it's Brooks. Ezra Bridges. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe Ezra Brooks is something else. Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger. Bridger. I have it up here. Yep, Ezra Bridger. Um, but uh, so so this was uh, this is uh the the one where the 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 ghost shoots down a tie and Ezra, who is the he's the he's gonna be the Padawan to Kanan's Jedi. Uh, I guess that's I should have that was like a metaphor talking like but he's literally going to be a Padawan. Um but he he breaks in and steals a steals a helmet and some trinkets from the from the tie that has gone down. Right. Which is made more impressive by the fact that the tie pilot is still conscious and also doesn't like him. Yeah, it, although <laughs> although to be fair he's a tie pilot so he's probably not that bright. <laughs> Maybe, you know... I mean, to be fair, Han Solo was a TIE pilot at one point. Yeah, but he was at the top of his class. That is true. Uh, this guy got shot down by a freighter. Ooh. <laughs> that doesn't say much yeah. for your character. Yeah. Um, a freighter with a Jedi shooting, yeah, well, but yeah, still a freighter. Yeah, Jedi shooting and, and the best pilot in the galaxy. I wonder who's a better pilot. Who's, we're going to have to figure this out. Who's a better pilot, Hera or Han Solo? And then you get outsmarted by Ezra... A street kid who's just going to steal your shit. To be fair, he's a Force-sensitive street kid. That's why he becomes Most a Most street kids probably would have fallen to getting shot in the back by a downed TIE fighter. That that probably would have worked 98% of the time. Here's, here's my take on it, though. He couldn't aim. Yeah, he got really lucky that he's just walking in a straight line yeah. directly away, just at the proper height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't really know what he thought pulling the trigger again was going to do since that first one missed. <laughs> Explodey things. Frustration. Um, 
course, I don't know. Those 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 guns are those guns. Maybe they can aim. Maybe we just you yeah, know. Maybe I don't know the just, inner workings they're, they're for the enhanced tie laser cannon. You move the. It's stationary, so when they move, that's when the lasers. Maybe move. they move inside the cockpit. I'm not really awesome. sure either how how those work, but for the most part, they don't move a whole lot. I guess in X Wing versus Tie Fighter, it was like Dwight said. You just they were they, they were, were just stationary, stationary completely and you were just locked, really yeah. maneuverable. Yeah. Man, um, I love that. So, game. what do you think of what do we think of that that one? I I thought it was it was a fun little thing, and it was clearly it was clearly uh you know introducing a. I, I think my favorite sort of part of that was actually Ezra's little slingshot stun thing. That oh, you, you liked own? that? Oh, I thought yeah, it was I love awesome. His weapon. See, I kind of like that too. I thought you were gonna not like. No, that. I actually liked it. I usually don't like old tech that's better, quote unquote, than. Uh, the new stuff or what's supposed to be later, but this one is so weird and generally ineffective, but works cause it's a surprise uh-huh. yeah. that I, I think it's, it's quirky enough that it, mm-hmm. it's, it fits. I like how it just stuns kind of the enemy instead of actually kills them. Cause it shows that, you know, he doesn't want to kill the person. Well, it was, he just like, wants to stun. I got more the of a sense that it was like effect. an ion blast. Cause it, cause it sort of the way it sort of went over the, the ship. It did kind of look like an ion effect. It did scatter like electricity all over the cockpit, although it didn't seem to be powerful enough to disable the TIE fighter itself. Mm. And to be fair, if you shock someone with that much electricity, they're probably going to stop anyway. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's a stun effect, sort of. Like a taser. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, so, oh, entanglement. This is where we're introduced to Zeb. Um... Steve Bloom's character. I was afraid it was gonna he was gonna sound weird because I saw that he was gonna have an accent, but I guess he sounded like a cartoon character. Right. Honestly, out of all the shorts I've seen, I think Zeb might be my new favorite. Uh, Just the the amount he does not care about stormtroopers chasing him. <laughs> he is just not phased by that at all. How many of them are there? What do you mean? How many? I need reinforcements. <laughs> Yeah, it, that was yeah, it was a fun one. Um, and then what's the other one? Art attack. Female Mandalorian does the awesome new rebel symbol, and it's an explosion with colors. I like Mandalorians, but I don't know about her. It doesn't. I don't know. This was my least favorite short. Uh, well, I really, really, really like the new rebels emblem. That because it looks more like a bird, right? Basically, they take out one side of the uh, the yeah. swoosh. Yeah, I really, really like that. Um, we'll see about this new character. Um, so she's what's her name? Um, Sadine Sabine. Yeah. Um, so she's she's pretty cool though because she's gonna be the first artist character in Star Wars. Um. Like in all of Star Wars ever, there's never really been an artist, and she's kind of a she's a gra- graffiti artist slash dem- demolitions expert, uh, which is which is pretty cool. She'll go in and tag and then blow it to bits. Yes, in this case, and, and she blows up the Tie Fighter, and then there's like ink all over the stormtroopers. Right, <laughs> it's a I, paint bomb basically. Kind of funny. I didn't. Yeah. I'd have to know the context of that to know, like, whether, like, was her goal just to blow up a TIE fighter? Well, they mentioned that it's she's making a distraction. 
Okay. So that seems like a pretty good distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my biggest problem with her is... I don't know. They went with the easy, oh, she can teleport from place to place around the stormtroopers and no one will see her. And that just seemed really cheesy. And I'm not sure I liked that very much. I liked it. Of course I, you did. I always, that's a, that's a cliche that I like. She wasn't teleporting. She was just moving really, really fast and quietly. And we were seeing, that doesn't mean that we were seeing like in real time. But I mean, yeah, you know, I, a, I mean, fair. It, it's a cartoon, Nick. We're here reviewing a cartoon. I know we've got Dwight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to make apologies for it, but I think it's, I think that's, that's relevant. That that the style of, of the, of the cartoon and everything. And it was cool. I just hope that they don't take too many cop outs like that in the future. It'd be really easy for them to sink into using cheap gimmicks like that, where those stormtroopers were not the smartest stormtroopers I've ever seen. It took them a while to notice a bomb. He had to get within, I, I think it was three <laughs> inches of it with his helmet to figure well, out what it was. I didn't know what it was. Maybe it was like It's a circle with a blinking light that someone stuck on a piece of Imperial equipment. What do you think it is? <laughs> but anyway, I, I just hope that they don't go for the, the lowest common denominator cliches that they can. Everything else I've seen out of this has, has been really positive, and I just don't want them to maybe spoil it with those. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think... I th- I'm of the opinion that, that that and even even some of the stuff in the other in the other shorts is more because they were little three minute shorts introducing a character than than anything else. And that's uh, fair. Obviously, you're not going to have too much context. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that that is about all we have to say about that. Any, anything else you guys want to bring up on the on the subject? Uh, nothing too much more I want to talk about. If you haven't already, check out any of the other previews that they've shown for Rebels. The Inquisitor, oh, the Inquisitor is a worthy addition that. to these shorts. I love the new double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, the Inquisitor's lightsaber is pretty cool. The spins around. Yeah, I, I like that someone saw that Grievous's spinny trick and decided, I'm going to make an actual lightsaber right. that just happens to do that. Yeah, because that to me is like it's one of those things. It's like how do you how do you defend against that? I mean, I guess you stick your lightsaber there. Yeah, I, I don't know how the physics of that Does, probably, would the motor be strong enough to kick it around you and disarm you. Yeah, or, the question or would you stop it? Would have it? To be, the thing is, it would have to be like just a purely strong motor because you're not getting any momentum from the blades, right? I don't know. I have no we idea. Also, maybe the relative had, maybe strength the of force. these motors. We he really could, don't have like it could be the force. a really quick shot of it, so we don't know the whole physics of it, like yeah. how it really spins. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. I didn't even mean that. I just said the force, like you know, because of hand wave. But, but yeah, it could be. It could be that it's actually there is no motor. He's just using the force. Right. He's a um, well. He's not a Sith. They were very clear about that. He's not. I'd but say he is he's a dark probably, side user. Yeah, I'd say he's probably which akin it, to Asaz Ventress or Grievous. Right. Which is a nice distinction between the Sith and the, the dark side um, because. It's too easy to just throw that Sith title out there when there's really not a lot of Well, them. and there's it couldn't be he couldn't be a Sith because Vader and Emperor are the two Sith. Exactly. Yeah. Um hoping to see some Vader eventually and some I'm hoping that I guess I guess my hope is first of all, my my hope is that they're able to end the series well. Um these are characters who are not in a new hope. 
you know, obviously it's a few years before it's 10 years before or something like that, or five years or however many years before. Um, but these are characters who are not in a new hope. And although they start the rebellion, one would think something bad would happen to them. Sort of like, uh, with, uh, with, uh, uh, you guys haven't seen the end of clone wars, but with, uh, 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 what's her name? Anakin's Padawan. Um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Drawing a blank. Yeah. With Ahsoka, they, well, they, they all, they sort of, they sort of resolve her storyline at the end of Clone Wars, but <sighs> as long as, I guess as long as Disney doesn't sell Star Wars to someone else and then brute force cancel the series <laughs> a season early. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get enough warning to end it gracefully. Yeah. Uh, but, but more like more specifically, I really hope that like, I hope something bad happens to all these characters and that's why they're not. Like, like even if even if they don't want to literally kill them off, like if, if they were just like, oh, uh, where where are you going? You know, we're retiring because we're you know we can see you know, I'm old now or something. Uh, I'm gonna retire to Alderaan. They're right. What if they're banished? Banished. Yeah, like they're like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, they caught crash Boss Nass's car and then and kiss Boss Nass's wife and. Uh, and then bring the jet. The and then, outsiders and then boom, the Lisa city. banished. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's been well established. Well, maybe not well established because they killed the expanded universe. So that they are not the generally considered the leaders of the rebellion at the end of the war, which means something right. bad is almost guaranteed yeah. to happen to them. And or I'm, they could I'm just retire. I, I'm Zaluna, also, Zaluna retires at the end of the book. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, I'm I'm also interested to see how they go from, you know, four people on a ship or five people. How many are there? Five? Because there's Zeb, Kanan, Hera. Ezra. Ezra. And Chopper. And Chopper, I guess. Yeah, Chopper. (laughs) Chopper is worth mentioning as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And Sabine. Oh, and Sabine. We forgot yeah. Sabine. So there were five actual, they're alive characters and Choppers. So right. Six. But like how they go from six people on a ship to uh, to an entire army. And and also I'm, I'm hoping, I, I, I read somewhere that they're going to address it somewhat. I'm hoping that they address the how they're being financed. Because if they're just going around sort of being terrorists to the Empire, they've got to make money somehow. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm just hoping that I'm hoping that there's either they loot the corpses. E- yeah, either they're either they have to take smuggling jobs or they or they are, uh, which I think yeah. One of the things I read said there was going to be like they were going to take smuggling jobs, or uh, or they've got a you know, Bail Organa or something is uh, is is helping fund them. Maybe maybe uh, maybe in a future season we'll see Galen Merrick show up, and he'll be like and he'll be like. You know that you know it's a weird coincidence that uh, that that symbol that you've been painting all over everything that's my family crest. We should uh, we should get together and start a rebellion. So he's gonna be like an investor. That was Galen Merrick is the character from from uh, Force Unleashed, and the explanation of the rebel symbol is that it was his family crest. But in case you guys didn't catch that, Force Unleashed really didn't ha- is one of those things that really didn't happen. Like right, not only did it not happen. It really didn't happen. <laughs> it was just, well, even, this would be cool if this happened, but even when it came out, no one really yeah, expected even, yeah. it to stick. Although the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is some of the stuff from, from Clone Wars, the TV show, uh, people didn't necessarily take seriously. Um, 
And uh, now it's canon. Now it's the highest level of canon. So. And then Clone Wars won. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It won everything. Clone Wars won the Clone Wars. Yep. Which, I don't know. I, I read... I, I, I've been reading Shatterpoint, and, and it's like... The, which was the first Clone Wars novel. Um, I think I feel like most of the stuff from that era was not that good anyway. You're not wrong. <laughs> and... Yeah. And I think, and I, and I mean, you know, what did, I mean, aside from the Mandalorian stuff, which is, uh, you know, which is sort of its own thing. And I wasn't as big, I wasn't that big of a fan of Karen Travis's, I mean, like looking back, like, yeah, um, cause yeah, but that's, you know, that's a whole, like, that's, I think that's pretty bad. And, and, and then, uh, the death of even peel just because it like just completely was unnecessary and, and, and blatantly ignored stuff. But like the stuff they did with the night sisters, it's like the night they took, they took this concept from one of the worst star Wars novels ever written and, uh, and pulled it out and made it really, really cool. Are you agreeing with me or disagreeing with me? Well, I, I haven't seen the thing you're referring to. You saw you I mean you saw the Night Sisters episodes. It was a trilogy the, that we saw at, about Darth at my Maul. birthday party last year. Oh yeah. They were all right. I don't know. I, I mostly disagree with the idea that uh, the courtship of Princess Leia was one of the worst books ever written. <laughs> that is reserved for children of the Jedi and one of the one okay, of the wh- five worst. Okay. Mm, maybe. That I've read. Okay, that limits it quite a bit. Because I haven't read the Corellian trilogy. Um, I haven't read. Okay. I haven't read. Yeah, a lot of the uh, the the later New Republic era stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But I well, and that's true. And also, yeah, the there were a lot of concepts that were really cool in the courtship of Princess Leia. But that time, the writing around that era was ki- kind of hit or miss. It wasn't necessarily the most fluid or easy to read yeah necessarily i just remember that it was the first star wars book that i couldn't finish and it was just i did not enjoy it and then freaking brian wood was like oh you know that story from courtship of princess leia let's take all the worst parts about it and put it into a comic uh he did uh he did a little um uh the rebellion needs an ally so we're gonna have the princess marry their prince story and luke was like no and han was like no and then really the they were working with the empire and blah 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 who cares it was whiny luke ah uh, whiny luke everybody forgets everyone's how, least favorite luke everybody forgets how whiny luke was in the in the original in the movie luke is incredibly whiny <laughs> he got yeah, i think he takes off he takes after his father in that respect all right so, um, so thanks everyone for listening. I'm gonna cut it off there. We're going. We're approaching the 45 minute mark. I might do some editing. Hopefully, I'll do the. I'll edit out the parts where they were really egregious. But I'm not promising any editing in the future. Um, so thanks for listening. Hopefully, we have this on iTunes or on Facebook or something. I don't know. I'll put it up somewhere. Um, and uh, until next time, keep the rebellion alive. Oh, well, I'll find a better tagline. Rebel scum. <laughs>